Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kepi for breakfast on a hump day, Wednesday morning. Izzy, uh, mate, how you feeling, brother? How you feeling after a, a big day at Mahi yesterday? <laughs> I'm feeling good, feeling good. Uh, one thing I love about this this radio gig is the awesome people that we that tune in every single day that offer up their, their help. I, I had some good help yesterday. I had obviously Mark Shaw from PGG Rights and Turf. And uh, he gave me a, a well big hand. He's helped me out with the seed, um, everything in regards to equipment needed. Um, I went down to Kennard Tire and got me a lawn scarifier, and started uh, scarifying the lawn. And during the process, uh, a beautiful, a wonderful man from from Otago, who's a listener on our show, Brad Thompson. Brad, he works at Otago Golf Club. He's the one that rips us, rips me out about stopping all the ponies. Shares all his <laughs> NBA tips and power plays and everything like that. Uh, he gave me a hand as well. So he, gave, he led me in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, I, I started it. I just got the scarifying done. And I look up above the roof and there's this dark black cloud coming. And I'm like, okay. I ring Mark up and I said, hey, go, Mark. He goes, mate, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm outside doing the scarifying. He's like, mate, get inside. There's horrible weather coming your way. I said, no, no, no. It ain't coming. You know, I said, keep going. And then bang. I reckon golf ball size hail nonstop, like, Bucketing down awesome. for about 10 to 15 minutes. Just what you need. And I, I know, and I put up a little social on my uh, Instagram page, and the whole lawn was covered in hailstones. It was complete white. It was a whiteout. Um, and I got caught out in it with the scarifier, so it would have been funny if you were out there watching me. I was running in with the scarifier, and the, the golf ball size hail was hitting me on the side of the head. It was painful. Um, so that, that put a halt to my work in the morning for an hour or so, which allowed me to watch the cricket, which was good. Watch the first innings and Sophie does, uh, um, Susie Bates and Bazaden help obviously leading us off to a good start in the cricket. So that allowed me to do that. And then went back out in the afternoon and finished off the job, went down and got some topsoil, put the seed down with a little bit of fertilizer, put the topsoil back down on top. And uh, had a very successful day. I've still got to put a bit more topsoil down. I want to level it out a bit more, and, and probably raise it. Um, I'll put some. I'll send you some photos of what I mean. Okay. Uh, it's a busy day. So, busy day, and then went straight to the kids' prize giving. I was out there till quarter past five, twenty past five, and at night my wife comes out. Hurry up, we got to go. Prize giving at six o'clock. Went to uh, the prize giving, and it was a good day. Mate, busy a massive day. day. I tell you, the, the most impressive thing is we haven't had to play country clueless yet. So that that sounds like you may, you actually maybe got it nailed. You didn't actually clueless it up. 
Uh, I'm getting I'm getting used to it. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. I'm pretty I'm pretty chuffed with what I've been able to do. Today might be a bit of a country clear. This I'm going to head down to Kennards again. I've hired a tractor with a uh, slasher on the back. I've got to slash the uh, the paddocks. So look, I don't know what's in those paddocks. When you get a bit of long grass, there could be a bit of wire, a bit of old fence posts. There'd be something. So hopefully I don't wreck the slasher. Um, so another busy day. Another busy day for the dagger. We've got a busy day right here too on Izzy and Kenny for breakfast. Uh, Ryan Fox, ahead of Chasing the Fox, he is going to join us after 7. Around 7.40, Dave Latelli is uh, back uh, doing uh, some good work for Meet the Need. We'll find out what that's all about, how you can get involved as well. And then after 8, a bloke who I think uh, whose idea it might have been to start Country Clueless, actually, uh, after some of your stories, Baz McCullum joins us. Yeah, Brendan McCullum's coming on after 8 o'clock. Be good to chat to Baz. He actually just messaged me last night, and uh, the only reason he's probably messaged me is he's trying to sell a share in his horse. I said, mate, get out of here. You got no chance. Uh, he actually rang me yesterday, and I said, what's this guy ringing me and, and messaging me all, all, all of a sudden? And then I thought, okay, he's got some horses that need to be sold shares. Okay, I, I know what he's up to. So I said, look, come on the show tomorrow at 8 o'clock, and I'll think about it. So he's going to come on, and uh, we'll have a chat to Baz what he's up to, and oh no, plans for next year. I think he's heading to India. They got a series over in India in January, so big year ahead for Baz. Yeah, massive year. Uh, so we'll talk to all of them. Plus, we've got uh, about a million tickets to the cricket to give away. Um, I have in Christchurch, in Christchurch, White Ferns. Black Caps, you name it, we got tickets to give away. So stay tuned for how you can score yourself tickets to White Ferns and Black Caps games uh, between now and Christmas as well. Also got a $100 Adidas Golf voucher to give away. And that is with Who Am I? Get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash golf. T's and C's apply. Clue number one, I was born in Blenheim but represented the Waikato. I was born in Blenheim, Blenheim, but represented the Waikato. Who am I, double yeah, double three? Yeah, look, I think Robbie's uh, been far too nice today. Um, obviously, the first clue is hard. Yeah. But you, you, you go down the clues. I get the luxury of seeing the clues, and it's really obvious. By so have a go. Have two a or clue three? Where did you get it? Two. Two. Okay, because I tell you, I make... Uh, well, I'll... one gives it away. Does it? Yeah. Okay. If you know the bloke. All oh, right. If you know the bloke. Oh, there you go. There's another clue. As he knows the bloke. If you know the person. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Geez, no wonder you're not in charge of doing these things. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Do you know the person? Do you know the person? Uh, let's crack on with this. Uh, now, the three big questions of the day. Yesterday, I saw a story that TJ Peranata wants his All Blacks jersey back. I look at our halfback stocks, even though that we've lost Aaron Smith. Do you think he gets his All Black jersey back in 2024? Oh, th- it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be real hard. you got Finlay Christie, Cam Roygaard. I think his first battle starts at, at, at Wellington, at mm-hmm. the Hurricanes. Obviously, Cam, Cam Roygaard having a stellar year last year. Probably should have played in the playoffs, but didn't. Um, that's the battle and how Clark Laidlaw plays that little battle out. Like, what a luxury when you've got two quality nines. He's got, he's got to get his Achilles right first. I think he's only operating at 70%. But I do back him. The competitor he is, he will give it his everything for sure. But there's just so much talent 
in New Zealand at the moment. You got Cortez Ratma that's playing for the Chiefs. I, I reckon he's going to have a standout year for the for the Chiefs. You still got Falau Fakatava who's been knocking on the door for a couple of years. A little bit of doubts around his control and management of the game. If he can tinker with that and work that out, I think he'll be knocking on the door. Um, but being a, a good friend of TJ, I back him to have a genuine crack. Played 80 tests. You know, they haven't got a hell of a lot of experience in, in the nine jersey. Losing Aaron Smith was a was a big loss. So a lot of that experience relies on, on uh, Finlay Christie. Finlay Christie's going to carry the baton there mm. at nine. So it depends what Scott Robinson wants to do. He's lost so much experience already in this All Blacks team. Bringing an experienced guy like TJ Perinara, if he's playing well, would be the right choice. But in saying that, man, there's some quality out there. So yeah, some real. I mean, like we've lost Brad Weber and Aaron Smith. What do you reckon? But yeah, like mm. you look, like you said, Cam Roygaard. Um, Cortez Ratama has been, yeah, he's he's been outstanding actually. I, I think you know he's an All Black in the making. Yeah. Yeah, as you say, Finlay Christie, Falau Fakatava. There's plenty of talent around. I think it's all uphill for no, TJ Hotham. to be honest. Not yet. No, no Hotham. Yep. He's, he was very good last year for the Crusaders at a limited time. And when he shot off to the twenties, I know the Crusaders tried their very best to keep him for the for the playoffs, but wasn't meant to be. So it's an uphill battle. But knowing TJ, the competitor he is, he will give it his everything, and he'll he'll be knocking on the door. He'll be making Scott Robinson be wary of his his game. Round two. Now Lydia Coe and Jason Day paired up over the weekend. Who'd be the ultimate playing partner? For you, mm. someone who's got a, a strong back. Yeah, I'd probably say Rory McIlroy. Okay, if I was going to have a crack, because <laughs> he'd be carrying the workload. I'd, I'd give him seven shots, you know. So I might be able to par the odd hole, and which will count for a birdie. I love the format. It was the first time since 1999 that they've played a mixed format from LPGA and PGA players, and it was a huge success at Grant Thornton. Lydia Ko, she's had a mixed year, and she's finished, finishing on a win on a high note was, was awesome for her. Um, so if I was going to have a, a female golfer, I'd go Lids. Yeah, I'd have a crack at me and Lydia teaming up. We've got a, a pretty good relationship, friendship, and I think it'll be, be enjoyable, good fun. Yeah, nice. All right. And finally, round three. Turkish oh. Super League uh, yesterday, the club president of one of the Turkish uh, Super League teams uh, ran on the field after uh, his team had conceded a 96-minute equaliser to draw one all. He punched the referee in the face, knocked him to the ground, and then he and several other people kicked the referee while telling them they were going to kill him. Um, he's been arrested, and uh, all football in Turkey has been suspended until further notice uh, by the Turkish Football Association. What should happen to this Turkish club president after this? Well, he's assault. I don't know the rules in Turkey, but assault's pretty uh, pretty serious, isn't it? So you'd have to say he's going to go potentially face prison time. You see the mark he left on that, mm. that referee's eye? Like... Yes, we all get infuriated, we all get frustrated the hell, but run on the field and do that, that, that is crazy. I, I reckon there's going to be severe punishment, to be honest, Rick, Ricardo. Like, football's got its problems already with fan fan bu- uh, you know, abuse, uh, racism, 
uh, referees, and don't get me wrong, um, th- there's times to have an opinion, but words are words, actions and using physical fisticuffs isn't the way about it. I, I think there's going to be a severe punishment to set an example from Turkey uh, officials, maybe from the FIFA, you know, UEFA officials to just put a line in the sand. What, like, if you see that, as a footballing fan, what are you thinking? Well, I think this. I think it's a lifetime ban from football. I don't, I don't think yeah, that can be. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, aside from anything else that happens in the legal system, lifetime ban from football. I wouldn't be surprised if there's punishments on the club. Maybe the club get relegated, to, uh, automatic relegation, um, things like that. Uh, because, mm. as you said, you know, heat of the moment. This isn't heat of yep. the moment, though. He's the club president. Mm. He'll be in a box with all the fish heads, and this has mm. happened, and he's had time. He's to a get- leader. That club. He's a leader. But not only that, like if you're on the field or if you're directly yeah. on the sideline, I don't excuse it, but that's heat of the moment. If you've got time mm. to get from the, your corporate box down through the stands, down the, you've got time to process that. Mm. You've got time to cool down. You've got time to think about it. There is no excuse for that, none whatsoever. So I think they throw the book at him. Sure, he'll get all the legal stuff. He'll be charged with assault. Um, over in Turkey, because uh, the referee is deemed a public official, it's basically mm. the same as hitting a cop, basically, right? Wow. So that's so he's in some serious trouble there. So from a legal point of view, yes, but also from a football point of view, I think it's a lifetime ban from football, from any fo- being involved in any football activities at all. Outside of you, you paint else. a good picture. You paint a great picture. Like you coming down from the stands, you are infuriated. You're frustrated as hell, but you've got time to think about how am I going to go about this. He walked up. He knew exactly what he's going to do. He walked around that circle, punched him right in the in the eye, left a hell of a mark, and then he's walked off like nothing's a problem. And it all erupted. Uh, I think this is going to be serious uh, consequences for Farouk Korka, which is uh, the president of the club. And um, the football, footballing world, mm. is this probably the most insane thing you've seen from it, a footballing point of view? It'll be up there. This is the this is the icing on the cake, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, probably the most insane thing I think up until now I'd seen was Zidane headbutting Matarazzi at the at the World Cup completely off the ball because of mm. what he said, and like in that context, everybody was like, "What the hell just happened?" Like that was shocking. Yeah, but this is this. That pales in comparison to this. This is next level. Referees' abuse is going too far at the at the moment. And when I say abuse, it's trolling. It's directive to, um, you know, to hurt someone physically. What? Opinions and mm. and having a say on someone's performance is not abuse. That's been up front. Everyone can have an opinion. A- abuse is physically threatening someone's life. Family and then going and, and making it a physical altercation. Yep, a hundred percent. And that's not just a football problem. Obviously, we've seen it just after the Rugby World Cup. How no. many referees have retired mm. after the Rugby World Cup because of that same thing? Two, is it? Two. Yeah, Tom Foley and uh, Wayne Barnes. So yeah, uh, need to do better. Need to be better on that front.